Yeah. Oh my God! I'll have to edit this episode. Well, this this falls in your uh, editing wheelhouse. Yes, yes, yes. How many how many how many Avengers Spotlight episodes do we have so far? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I think I can count. We did one hand. We did we did <laughs> the first the first issue of the Avengers. Uh, yes. We did, we did the one and a half. half. Issue. We did an we email. Did an email issue. We did Under Siege, the first half, and I promise our listeners we will do the second half at some point. Please. And we did the uh, the Wonder Man and Beast. So I think uh, we've done five. So this will be number six. Mm. Woohoo! Number six. Number six. Now as we go into our countdown to number six, we will once again be doing non-special issues of the Avengers. <laughs> Hello? Yep. Shouldn't you be vamping while I'm not here? Eh. Uh, eh. I couldn't think anything. I made some noise. <laughs> I couldn't think. I made some noise while I was over by the dryer. But well, that, that was funny. about it. I, w- I was just checking my research I had pulled up about the Chaos War issue. That's good, because I'm um, totally... Oh, you know what I haven't done? I haven't, what? I haven't looked up the Mike's Amazing World information, so I have that. Chaos, chaos theory. Mm. Yes, you see, you see that, that this this book sucked, and that's part of the chaos aspect. Hey, of it. I didn't think this book sucked. There we go. It's nice seeing some dead people. Yeah, I see dead people. I, I would think you'd have a better selection of dead people than you actually have here. Mm. Other than Vision and the giant Captain Marvel on the cover. <laughs> I think it's a forced perspective thing. It's poorly done. You don't like the cover? I don't like the forced perspective aspect of it. Mm. I didn't really... I didn't really... I, I like the big openings. Not the opening splash, but the one with the... Uh, you know, going the wrong way. The... Uh, where they're all standing in a circle. Yeah, no, I kind of like the interior art. Yeah. I, I didn't like the cover. Yeah, I didn't do a written synopsis. Of course, now you just went, ugh. I have a written synopsis, but I haven't read it in... For, whatever, for my months. book? Awesome. <laughs> oh, yes, for your book. Well, uh, great, then I don't have to do one. <laughs> All right, so we got our two things up. and uh, So we got any preamble? Or I guess this other... Our other... We've, we've done our preamble already. We've done our... We're done. No more preamble. No preamble for you. I'm out of water. I can't go. Uh, you know, I, I can't had, work under these circumstances. <laughs> I had a rider before the show. I'm supposed to have 26 half to three quarter drink bottles of water on my desk, and they're not here. This is unacceptable. Swing away. Demonzo will pay. <laughs> Demonzo will pay. Pay. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, it's please, time please. for the show. Avenger Spotlight. This could be the new theme.
welcome to Avengers Spotlight. Wait, wait, I gotta check my notes because let me see. I, uh, 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 six. <laughs> it's really five because the second one we did was one and a half. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. All right, now it's six. Got it. Or was it five? Oh, damn. Now, anyway. Is it six? It's six. We're going to call it six because I do the edit. Yes. So it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It uh, just doesn't, doesn't matter. I got nowhere else to go. Maze. <laughs> Let's just keep jumping from movie to movie. <sighs> you know, we did a two man show. Avengers once. Once. <laughs> Aha, what movie is that? Johnny Dangerously. Oh my god, my wife left the cat out here. Dun, dun. Who left the cat out? Meow, 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 meow. Is anybody, anybody really dopey enough to listen to this? <laughs> I don't know. We seem to get uh, email, which, uh, well, first... Hey, everybody, again, uh, it's just Paul and I doing a two-man show because distinguished co-host is off schmoozing with whining another. Whining and dining. Di- whining and dining, more podcasters and uh, contributors to the show. He's off, I believe he's off with Tom Panarese tonight. Hi, Tom. Hi, Scott. So I believe I, I saw some pictures of them at Disney, and so I, I hope they're having fun. And the cat is up on the screen. Yes, we have an Alvin on the screen if already in the beginning of the show. So, because Alvin wants out of this room badly because my comedy really sucks tonight. So, <clears throat> like it's any better any other night. So we are left to our own devices, and we had meant to do this show a while ago, but uh, we got distracted by X-Men Month, Apes Month. <laughs> Assistant Editor's Month. Month. So we're trying to get back on track again. And to kick things off, we are going to jump right into email that we got back in May. And it's now July. (laughs) Because we suck. It's July now, but this episode is not here until August. Why not? Uh, I'll just put it out. I'm under no constraints. Uh, let's stick with our Saturday release schedule because uh, otherwise what will happen is we'll put out too many episodes and then we'll run out of stuff to put out and we'll have weeks where we don't have anything. That's true. That's true. All right. So um, you want to take the first one or you want me to take the first one? I don't. I'll take the first one. But before I do, mm-hmm. I feel uh, compelled to mention that I have now once again signed up for the pancreatic cancer walk. And I am going to start pimping it in every episode until the walk occurs. Uh, in 2004, I lost my brother Michael to pancreatic cancer. And I've walked in the walk every year since then. I've posted on the Facebook page a link to the uh, donation site. And I'm asking people who have been affected by this disease, who know people who have been affected by this disease, who just think it's a good cause to consider donating. Uh, we've already had a uh, pretty good response from the friends of the show, uh, getting donations from, uh, let's see, from Gene Hendricks, from Scott Rifen, from Mr. Mister Dr. Bill, from Dario Gonzalez. 
and I really appreciate it. So as far as I'm concerned, those people have sponsored this show, and uh, Bill gets to sponsor it and appear on it. Woohoo! So just thank you to everybody who's donated, and please, everybody else, uh, I will be pimping it between now and when we do the walk. So you will see links on the Facebook page periodically, and some people are probably going to get tired of seeing it, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Okay. Now, that said, our first email is... Well, I, I just from... want to say that um, my heart goes out to you for what you're doing. Um, you know, it, you, it, it touches you personally, and, uh, you know, I have no problem with giving to a good cause. And it's greatly appreciated. It really is. I, I can't tell you how, how, how sappy and sentimental I get about uh, all the donations and the support that I get. And uh, that's, I'll leave it at that. Because uh, otherwise I'll get so sad that they'll have to euthanize me. <sighs> Don't say that. Well, it's just because uh, every time it comes up with Alvin that he, something's going on, I'm ready to put him put him down. So I'm just he's in the, the, he's in the room, man. He's in the room. Come on. <laughs> he's, he's looking over at the, at the, the uh, screen right now. Euthanize. Euthanize. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's not that funny. But uh, <laughs> our first email on uh, the Avengers side of things is titled Avengers Under Siege. It's from our friend Jason Trenner. It says, hey, guys. Yes, yeah, sorry this email is really late. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because our Avengers spotlights are really late. Uh, but I got behind on Back to the Bins. I blame it on getting into someone's nightly broadcasting of him playing Minecraft. I'd go farther into what he did to make that unique, but I doubt any of you care. Jason, you are a uh, very intuitive young man. I, I, play my, I play Minecraft. <laughs> Do you? Well, I did for a little bit. My son got me into it, but I kind of right. was like, well, what do you mean I die and it just starts over? What's the right. goal of this game? Anyway. To kill time. Yeah. I have to admit, I, I have no interest in Minecraft uh, other than just making sure that it wasn't something that was poisoning my son's mind because he was so into it. Mm. Okay. Anyway, the start of Under Siege. I think I got the first issue reviewed here way, way, way back when I was buying it, Avenger, buying up Avengers back issues. I mean, I got issues going back to the 70s and found I honestly don't like looking at the ads. I know that many of you love looking at those old ads, but I differ on that. Well, and I guess we'll go with the, we'll agree to disagree on that, because I get a kick out of a lot of the old ads. I got the Avengers on the Siege trade for cheap at a Christmas sale at a comic book store, and just love the story. Truly, this story is one of the greatest Avengers stories of all time, and the Thunderbolts rose from this group, so it has been kept very relevant and important. Hercules, of course, also trying to get payback for when Atlas helped beat him within an inch of his life is a great issue of the Thunderbolts. Has the book tie-in with this storyline? Hope this email p helps put more life into the Avengers Spotlight series. Clear. <laughs> Look at that. We're back. And then, you know what? We, uh, we love doing the Avengers Spotlight. It's just there's only so many weeks in the year. <laughs> Generally, we... Right. We, we try to do it with Scott when we can, but it's so hard to schedule everything. And then, you know, it was Scott's presence was, for the most part, mandatory during Planet of the Apes month. And, you know, I pushed for him to be in the Bicentennials battles 
issues and his time is somewhat limited. So, you know, it makes it a little tougher for us to schedule the Avengers spotlight episodes, but you know, we really enjoy doing it. So we'll, I'm sure be keeping an erratic schedule, but we will keep on doing it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, I and guess that's that... it for Jason's email. Thank you for that one. Alrighty. We next have Mr. Russell Bragg, who now has joined the ranks of podcasters. He is the um, oh, uh, DC uh, DC pre- presents DC presents. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's locking up. Sorry, I've been burning through. Uh, all, uh, I haven't listened to really anything else lately except uh, Star Trek Outpost that Robert Bell got me turned on to from the Two True Freaks group. I've I, I'm listening to the last episode now. I'm on episode fifty nine. <laughs> I started like about four weeks ago. Burning right through them all. Each one's like an hour long. It, it's audio drama. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Hmm. Anyway, all right, enough tangents. <laughs> but yes, Mr. Bragg is now has his own show, so I uh, implore everyone to listen. And he writes, hey, guys, I've been enjoying this offshoot of Back to the Bins, even though I'm not a huge Avengers reader. I do like the Avengers. I'm just not well-versed. Because of your most recent Spotlight episode, I bought Avengers Under Siege so I could see the whole saga. It's hardbound. It's new. It's wonderful. It's hip. It's wow. It's now. I I added that in. Now I can read along with you when you release Under Siege Part 2. <laughs> Which we will do eventually. <laughs> if we can I promised you. If we can get Scott back here. If Scott wasn't, you know, if Tom Panarese wasn't taking Scott out on a date tonight, then uh, then we would have been doing it tonight. My wife and I finally went to see Captain America Winter Soldier. I thought it was great. I was wondering a few things as I was watching. Of course, I know that the Winter Soldier was a comic book storyline, but where, but were there other comic stories in the movie? Had there ever been a story where S.H.I.E.L.D. was taken down from the inside? Or Nick Fury faking his death to gain an advantage. If there are, let me know if they have been reprinted in trade. I'd, I'd appreciate it. Can't wait to hear your continuing coverage of Under Siege. Now, there was Nick Fury versus S.H.I.E.L.D. was a six-issue prestige format um, mm-hmm. to where there was uh, a group. I want to say it was like a group of, um, was it a group of life model decoys that actually had infiltrated? Like I'm not a hundred percent certain. I can't but remember. That sounds right. Yeah, that was that was a nice one. I can't remember um, who. If I had read this earlier, I would have done a little bit more research. Also, there was the Marvel She-Hulk graphic novel that John Byrne did. There was a Shield story in there to where. Uh, do you remember that one, Paul? I think we covered that on Comics Monthly Monday one. The one where the like the cockroaches had infested the guy's body. And he'd gotten on board and taken over, like they were t- taking over the people. And there was the one guy who basically was a misogynist with uh, She-Hulk. Yeah, kind of yes, down yes. And everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember you guys t- talking about that, yeah. And that was one where S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of taken down from the inside. I think Nick Fury's faked his death. Um, well, he did like, that back like in... Like every other issue. What, wasn't that in Secret War? Yeah, I think Secret War is probably Not, not Secret good... Wars from the 80s, but the more recent Secret War. Yeah, I think that may be a good one. It's probably available fairly cheap. Uh, and, and it was a pretty decent read. It was, uh, if I remember right, it was a uh, a, a painted issue. Uh, a painted right. story. Yeah. Yes, I think it was. 
Now, there's been other smaller ones where Nick Fury's faked his death or done things like that. Because uh, I know at one time his uh, uh, is it his twin brother or just his brother who was, I believe it's his younger brother actually, Jake. Jake Fury was actually Scorp- Scorp- Scorpio, Scorpio in the um, yeah. They Zodiac. were Avengers villain, the Zodiac, yeah. And he had the whole... He fought Dirty Harry in the first Dirty Harry movie. <laughs> Scorpio, exactly, yes. Andrew Robinson. The dog thinks so. So if you guys heard the dog, never mind. We did. We could hear the dog. Okay, shut up. <laughs> um, Me or the dog? The dog. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm... I haven't read all of Nick Fury or Strange Tales or anything, but I'm sure he's probably faked his death before. Yeah, definitely. That was a big life model decoy thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can get that Nick Fury versus uh, Shield in trade. You, pro- it might be like a a larger edition because those six issues, each issue was pretty thick uh, back in the day. I'm trying to remember. They also had, at one point they had killed off Nick Fury. Shockingly, he recovered. Uh... Which is so rare in comic books. I know there's and something. I, th- I, th- I think they said they ended up saying it was a life model decoy and that he had faked his death, and then he came back. He went away after the Secret War issue, and then he came back for the uh, the scroll thing. The scroll thing, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Secret Invasion. Right. Now something's going on right now. I've seen bits and pieces. I'm not really following because I'm just not up on new comics. This whole original sin, and there was something I caught a glimpse of, uh, like a really old Nick Fury, like a Nick Fury that didn't age. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm sure. I've, I've read the first two issues of Original Sin, and uh, basically Nick Fury is kind of called out of retirement as part of the investigation that's going on into the murder mystery. Yeah, uh, but see, I and, saw one further along where somebody. Well, never mind. I guess I can't tell you. I haven't read it yet. Well, I would appreciate that if you I'll, don't. I'll be quiet. <laughs> I'll shut up now. So, okay. well, Russell, that's all we got for you. We can think of off the top of our head. That's all we got because we ain't got no more. So, uh, I guess we'll. Uh, thank you for writing, Russell. Yes, yes, sir. It's always we're always glad to get some um, Avengers email. So hopefully now we can get some more Avengers email rolling in once this comes goes and out. As I've been wont to say lately iTunes reviews are nice. <laughs> I haven't checked lately to see. Of course, we don't. No, have... I, I, I checked today. There was nothing nothing new that I haven't reported on yet. Ah, okay. I may try and put a con- I, know, I know Scott Rifen did that in, uh, for Dinner for Geeks. He put out a contest where he said basically uh, everybody that gives a review, their name goes into the hopper for, uh, you know, to get picked out at random to win a prize. I may, I may try and come up with some prize. And, and see if we can uh, get some more iTunes reviews. Well, you all know you want to get to the hopper. Boom. <laughs> all right. And I think with that, it's time to take a small break for a message about a podcast that I will place here. No, here. All right. Maybe here. Are we breaking yet? Here. Hello, podcast listener. My name is Russell Bragg, and I host a podcast called The DC Comics Presents Show. Every episode, I talk about the DC Comics Presents comic, starring Superman. I will be detailing all 97 issues 
plus the four annuals. I will be spotlighting the DC character that Superman teams up with, plus I will be looking at the comic spinner rack to see what other comic books were on sale. So join me, Russell Bragg, for each exciting episode of the DC Comics Presents show. Please go to the show's website at www.dccpshow.com for more information. That's D-C-C-P-S-H-O-W. Gotta yell at all of them. I heard you. Giving them hell. You gonna keep eating chips the whole show? If I can. (laughs) If only I can get them to last that long. I've, I've gone off of my diet. Probably put all the weight back on I lost from surgery and <sighs> I'm back to drinking soda. I'm trying to I was doing so good with water. Gods. <sighs> now I'm trying to get back to drinking water. I gotta drink more water. I don't want to get these stones again. Got the stones. He ain't got the stones. So, you ready to come back? Ready whenever you are. All right. And we're back. Should we have make up some type of we're back thing? Because I, I, I feel like I'm stealing from the Fantastic cast. I don't know. You know what? I, I started thinking it would be cool to steal from everybody. Mm. Like, like I want to start doing the intro like, uh, like Trentus Magnus opened up the show with. Hi, everybody. It's Pataro here. What do you think? And then and I'll end the show. I'll steal from Hey Kids Comics. Next time on an all-new Back to the Bins. <laughs> I'll steal from two, two True Freaks. Everyone's all just say, Brains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still stuck on Hey everybody Spataro here <laughs> What do you think? No, you can't do Spataro Because it just doesn't have the effect like Magnus Or like Spagnus here Okay, so I can't steal from Magnus I don't reach that level Can I steal from Andy? It's alright <laughs> uh, we kid because we love. Yeah, we laugh our own jokes. We suck. <laughs> yeah, we do, but that's besides the point. Well, I believe you're taking our first book for the evening. All right. So my first Avengers book is not an Avengers book, but it is an Avengers book. What a quandary. What are you talking about, do you ask? (laughs) I took What If number three. Say, what is if? Sorry. 
You just... want it all, but you can't. It's cover dated June of 1977. Has a 50 cent cover price. And the only reason it's 50 cents is because it was an oversized book. And the story is, what if the Avengers had never been? Which is kind of a mistitled thing because mm. it starts off at the end of Avengers 2. So, obviously, the Avengers would have been. Interesting, huh? What if the Avengers had never been, and maybe they didn't have room to put on the side around a while? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of a... Hmm. It would be, what if the Avengers had broken up very early in their existence, right after the Space Phantom convinced everybody that the Hulk was evil when he really wasn't, and then he got angry? What do you that's see? A, that's a better title. Now now you're robbing from our own com- our own commercial for this show oh yeah when our, where I say uh, yeah I oh, remember yes. what <laughs> commercial I forgot all about that yeah it was a long time since I heard it <laughs> what if they were, came from another earth blah 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 okay anyway wasn't that fun so the cover to this issue is by Gil Kane with inking by Joe Sinnott and it shows Iron Man in his 1960s armor which I guess would be the third iteration of the armor he's got the flair yeah, he's top. definitely a Thor, Giant Man, and Wasp are all leaving and kind of looking disinterested as the Hulk and Submariner are on the attack and ready to open up a can of whoop-ass on Iron Man. Imperious Rex. Stories written by Jim Shooter, penciled by Gil Kane, inked by Klaus Jansen. Klaus! Klaus. Lettered by Dennis Wool, colorized by... Colorized? Colored by George Russos. And it opens at the end of Avengers 2, as I mentioned. The Hulk feels like the team doesn't trust him, and he leaves. And probably justifiably so, because as best as I can recall, the team didn't trust him. Uh, We're given this overview by everyone's favorite voyeur, the Watcher. And I have to say, he looks particularly creepy as rendered by this art team. Mm. And... Uh, we recap the events as they happened with the Avengers facing off against Namor and the Hulk in Avengers number three and eventually driving them off. But in this reality, Hank Pym stops them from pursuing the Hulk and then basically Thor gives up real easy and leaves. Then Hank and Jan leave and Iron Man contacts Rick Jones to try and help get some help locating the Hulk. I'm Rick Jones, bitch. And uh, he engages the Hulk in battle, but isn't able to stop him. As in our reality, the Hulk then teams up with the Submariner and challenges to challenge the Avengers. Uh, Iron Man agrees to the challenge and doesn't let on that the Avengers no longer exist. He hatches a plan to create new Avengers and builds armors for Giant Man, the Wasp, and Rick Jones. Bitch. They agree and start to train. And which, you know, it, I don't really get that little plot point, though, because Giant Man was the one who said, oh, why are we doing this? We shouldn't do this. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'll put on the armor and train. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll just kind of gloss over that. So as they're training, Iron Man really acts like, kind of like a tool, so they all leave. Well, and... Although Jan's uh, outfit, uh, you know, clashed with her eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Be quiet, woman. Smack. <laughs> <laughs> so all alone, Iron Man overloads his armor with power for a short all-out battle. 
Well, what do you use those solar batteries? Yeah, that's, he, he, he he probably he probably used to roll the skates for a while. <laughs> As he heads off, Rick, Hank, and Jan decide to give him backup. Bitch. Meanwhile, Iron Man confronts the Hulk and the Submariner. Initially, his supercharged armor gives him the advantage, including a cool sequence where he re- electrocutes the Hulk. Eventually, the two of them prove too much for Iron Man, though. But in uh, in come the cavalry. Wasp has uh, hits Namor with drugged stingers, and Giant Man battles the Hulk while Iron Man regains strength. Eventually, Hulk puts down Giant Man, who isn't breathing. Iron Man uses his reserve power to recharge Hank's armor, and he starts to battle the Hulk again. Meanwhile, Rick battles Namor and throws him towards some rocks. Hulk realizes that it's his friend Rick and saves him, and Hulk is enraged at Namor and attacks him. The uh, troop, the da, <laughs> okay. The, oh, the two of them battle to a stalemate and eventually part ways. And so, as in our reality, the two of them leave after their battle with the Avengers. Only this time, we learn that Tony Stark's heart stopped after giving all of his energy to save Hank. And the three of them dedicate themselves to his memory. So as is almost always the case, we have a what-if issue with such a happy ending. Yeah. As they stand there over Tony's corpse. (laughs) Twisted and mangled on the rocks. (laughs) Love on the rocks. Tony Stark is dead. Uh, I really like this issue. It's got a lot of cool art in it. Yeah, I like... Klaus Jansen on Gil Kane, which is not a combo that I recall seeing. Off the top of my head, I don't recall seeing that combo in any other issue. Uh, There's some... What's? Go ahead. uh, At some times, though, Namor has a bit of a Carmine Infantino look to him. Do you see that? Or does it look like on page uh, 31, where he's got the, uh, the crown of thorns in his head? The little stingers, that one shot, oh, where, where he's all dizzy and he's like, that to me looks like a Infantino shot. Maybe it's because it's Namor and you know he's got his eyes are a little uh, pointy and his ears are pointy. Yeah, it does look a little little Infantino-ish. I, I, I could see that. Yeah, but anyway, you were saying sorry. But I I, I love the storytelling. I love Gil Kane's storytelling. Period. Uh, I know he's you know he's big on his stock shots. Uh, I think I think the shot where the Hulk uh, lays out Giant Man is kind of mm. one of his standard poses, but he just he he plays them in so well. He works them into the story where they belong. He he went I I think in this particular issue he didn't go with any kind of standard uh, panel arrangement. The panel arrangements from from one page to the next are are different on a cons- you know different virtually through the whole book. Uh, it's it's real compelling the way he does it, and then every once in a while he'll have a either full page or a bigger por- portion of the page, and it's usually very a, a very dynamic shot, like when uh, Iron Man was electrocuting the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could I could almost see that as a poster, and and you know you have your standard Gil Kane up the nose shot every once in a while. Yeah, which is the next shot when uh, after the full page of the Hulk getting zapped, you've got a. You've got a nostril shot of the Hulk still getting zapped. But I, I, I think Gil Kane was a master storyteller. 
and and I think it it shows in this issue, and and then you add Klaus Janssen's inking to it, it creates a little bit of a dark foreboding feel to it, which I think goes very well with the uh, you know the circumstances under which they they were finding themselves, where you know they they were going into a battle that they just didn't think they could win, and then basically you know getting ready for the last stand. Mm-hmm. And I think it played really well in this issue. I'm going to say cover, I'm giving a B. Uh, interior art, I'm giving a B plus. You said Gil Kane did the cover? Yeah, with Joe Sinnott inking. Joe Sinnott, yeah, that's definitely different inking, yeah. And story, I'm going to give a B plus as well. And then overall, I'm giving it a B plus. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I can argue with that. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement. I do like the opening sp- uh, splash page with the Hulk leaping off. Mm-hmm. He literally looks like he's flying instead of jumping. It's just it's just pretty cool looking. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not a full face shot. What's cool about it is that his hands, one of his hands, is actually blocking his face. Which you don't always see, you know. A lot of times you see a full face when somebody's jumping up in the air, or flying, or you know, it's just kind of an interesting take with what he did there. The Watcher looks really cre- creepy. Yeah, he does. He's very dark, you know, because in, in a lot of them he looks always aloof or cosmic. I guess you could say here he just looks pissed off. He looks like he has insect antenna. Yeah, like on his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> I am Ant Watcher. <laughs> but, uh, we, we only have that one little inset of him, and. Yeah, that's it. That's he's, it. Yeah, he, he's, he's, I guess, the overall narrator, but we don't have any other pictures of him throughout the book. Right. He's not even at the, uh, he's not even at, at, at the end. And then what was it next issue? Uh, what if the invaders had battled beyond World War II? I don't really know if I remember that one. I I, I, I remember liking that issue as well. And uh, what if I, was this, oh sorry sorry go ahead. I, if I remember right, that issue basically, you know, it we don't we still lose Captain America to the ice, but they keep replacing him. Hmm. And they, there's several substitute Captain Americas afterwards, and I think if my memory serves me correctly. They may have actually put that into regular continuity. Um, the, with the fifties cap, you mean? No, not the fifties cap. Before the fifties cap, uh, I'm trying to remember somebody. I think he was like the Patriot or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. And then he took over as Cap, and he ends up getting killed eventually. Well, while we're talking about replacing Cap, did you see what the news that came out? Who the new Captain America is going to be? Snap Wilson. Yep, he's got. He's got. He's he's still got the wings with the cap outfit. Could be interesting, and you know it's, you know, like everything else, you know, it's only temporary. Yeah, and then there's uh, the new female Thor. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure exactly how they're doing that. Well, it's my understanding similar to what they did with Loki, maybe. Uh, no, because it's my understanding from some solicitations and things that I saw was that Thor has basically dishonored himself or does something most likely out of the original sin thing 
something happens and he he's not worthy to possess the power of Thor and this other this is a different person. Okay. It's, it's, it, look, it's looks kind of like Valkyrie. No, it's not a female. It's not Thor turned into a woman. Is the way I I'm understanding it. Mm-hmm. So and then I saw that the Iron Man's going to have a new armor, like a white armor, and it's they're go they're calling him the Superior Iron Man. <laughs> Doc Ock takes over. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I thought too. But it was uh, actually I believe Stephen Lacey posted something about it. It was where I was reading some of this. Uh, but by the time this is heard, this will all be old news. <laughs> So we're the original again, heroes might be back already. Yes, by the time this gets out, and and I edit it, who knows what it'll be out. So I basically agree. Oh, I I know what I was going to say with 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 uh, what if that was another series early on. After I was getting a lot of the Avengers and Iron Man, which was the two main Marvel books that I I collected early on. Um, I think the next one that I collected a lot of was What If. And that got me interested, you know, you know, like a lot of these storylines, I read the what if before I read the real storyline. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, I wonder what really happened. <laughs> so I had to go find out. And that's, that's, I think that's a cool aspect of this, too, that it makes you want to seek it out. I liked it. I liked what if better when they were going into stories from way back. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, now it's, you know, first you have uh, Avengers versus X-Men and then within a year you have what if what if Men. Avengers? Yeah. yeah, you have uh, the Age of Ultron and then within a year you have what if Age of Ultron? Well, yeah, but if you think about when these came out, this came out in 77 and, well, and Avengers I, 2 came out in 60. Well, yeah, I guess there was three? a big, yeah, 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 okay. Hmm. But they did do some more. um pertinent or not pertinent but um uh timely stories in what if they did but they sprinkled them in it wasn't the only thing they did right and then there was what has been like two full volumes and then i'm sure there's been the smaller volumes that they release like they used to release them now with with specials uh but there Mm -hmm. was two full runs i think the first one went about 48 issues 49 issues uh, I could tell you in a moment. And then the second one went about 116, 18 issues? 116, 18. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The first one went. I'm trying not to look at 47 up. issues. 47. Well, I was close. I was close on yes, that. Yes, you were. And the second one went. 116, 18. <laughs> so it went. Looks like 114 issues. Well, I, hmm. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't too far off. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, but that, se- that second volume did a lot of the 90s stories, which it was, you know, more timely to that, I guess. Ah, so, I guess we have to move on to my book now, huh? Yeah, it's time. It's time, kid. <laughs> now it's time to say goodnight. Good night, sleep time. And my book is also That'll keep the little bastards. <laughs> keep the little. Ah, <laughs> uh, my book is also not an Avengers book, but it is an Avengers book. But it's not even a book of Avengers who are alive. It is a book of dead Avengers, and it's not an old hot move book. It is Chaos War: Dead Avengers number one. And it 
came out cover date of January 2011. <laughs> we have violated the Back to the Bins directive. This is not a book that is 10 years old. Tough crap. It's my show. <clears throat> and it's Avengers, so we can do what we want. This was on sale on November 1st, 2010. Cover price, $3.99. Whew. 32 pages. And our cover credits, which uh, Paul already does not write like the front cover from our preamble. Penciler Tom Grummet. Inker Corey Hampster. Hampshire? Well, we were talking hamsters earlier. No, not hamsters. Guinea pigs. Corey Guinea Pig did the uh, did the inking. And this was written by Fred Van Lente, penciler Tom Grubbett. Corey Hampshire again was the inker. Letterer Ed Dukeshire. And colorist was Andy Troy. Our opening cover is a nice shot of a oversized Captain Marvel and uh, the Vision. Hovering in the background behind him, the swordsman, the female yellow jacket. Oh, is that Death Cry? I think it's Death Cry. Yeah, I read the book. You think I know? And Doctor Druid. And then, of course, if anybody has read the Avengers, they know they're all dead, from one way or another. And actually, in the opening, it says, "In the Marvel Universe, gods walk the earth. Some side with heroes; others spread dread and despair, much like wives and children. One god cares for neither. He is the Chaos King, and he will stop at nothing to end." everything with his chaos war previously the chaos king destroyed the dream dimension plunging the living into an eternal sleep next he obliterated the underworld freeing the dead to walk the earth now there be there may be only one left to stop him the opening of the book basically treats us we have six panels that i'll cover when we get to the end to explain them but it, it seems to be you're looking from a first person view and it apparently is the last moment of each of these six person lives of their lives we have one person being blasted by Kang, one person being blasted by Iron Man, another person surrounded by the Avengers, another person being shot by a woman with a gun, another guy being blasted by someone else with energy, and someone about to be torn apart in half by She-Hulk. Wonder who that is. Uh, we next see that uh, there seems to be the current day Avengers are all laid out and they appear to be either unconscious or dead. And we have a nice, glorious opening spread page, splash page, splash, 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 splash. And in it, we see our six undead heroes from the front cover all in a circle. And laying around them on the ground are all the current Avengers all knocked out unconscious. And they're wondering how they got there and, and what's going on and what's brought them there. But uh, all of them are apparently not happy to be back as... Uh, Deathcry, who was, uh, ha I guess, happy to be dead, and she had met a honorable death, is pissed off to be back in the land of the living and tries to attack her fellow uh, Avengers. Um, and the Vision, Mr. Science as he is as usual, tells everybody, hey, <laughs> we're all as dead as deceased. Oh, hey, Dr. Druid, how are you doing? It's uh, good to see you again. Of course, nobody's really happy to see Dr. Druid. I don't even think Dr. Druid's happy to see Dr. Druid. Uh, meanwhile, Captain Marvel says that the universe speaks to him or cries out, and he gets the lowdown that uh, chaos has returned, and all even the scree, the cree, the scree. Bleh, no, I just created a new, I just had a scree, a scroll cree hybrid right there. Aliens, man. What if it was aliens? If anybody has seen my current picture on Facebook knows why I'm saying that. Even the Kree, Etherplex, where the supreme intelligence, sublime intelligence, excuse me, allowed Captain Marvel 
that he has been ejected from there and is back in the land of the living. So basically they all figure out, well, all the current Avengers are in a coma and we have been brought back from the dead by the Chaos King. But before they can really get their bearings, um, a bunch of Cthulhu-like creatures are attacking everybody that's outside. And they decide, well, you know, we were once heroes, we're going to be heroes again, and we're going to defend them. But of course, Dr. Druid, being a douche, decides, no, you know, let's not get involved, blah, blah, blah. But before they can do anything else, the swordsman stomps off to save the day, and Yellowjacket asks, who the heck is that guy? And we get a nice flashback to when the swordsman was in Vietnam, and a, uh, a local drunk bar patron decides that he doesn't like French guys, and the swordsman proceeds to take him out with the butter knife. But then he takes him out with the rest of his sword. Ew. Back to the current day situation. Uh, they're all going off the battle again. And Dr. Druid again is trying to make everybody stop from fighting. Because he doesn't want to get involved. But basically everybody blows him off. And it's Avengers Assemble time. And they find out that these people that are uh, they're trying to save are actually displaced from time as well and are most likely dead but it appears that these creatures are actually wiping them out from existence so they're trying to save uh, all the people from the cthulhu creatures and we actually get oddly enough a fastball special with captain marvel and the swordsman as captain marvel chucks the swordsman into a nearby uh creature and as the vision is going to save a red-haired uh woman from two creatures he has a flashback and he sees the woman as wanda and of course he locks up and then he has a flashback himself to where um ultron or as i want to uh, or as maybe this is ultron in the form of arnold schwarzenegger teaching theology to the vision <laughs> is asking him about uh descartes did i say that correctly i believe the s is silent i believe it's descartes descartes okay both I, could be, I could be wrong as well. I'm not a big anyway. guy. <laughs> He's saying, "Oh, he was in uh, uh, Eric, uh, 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 I have. Uh, have you made a determination as to whether or not Descartes was correct? I have, Father. And what have you found? What have you found? That his con- that his conclusions are not logical. Good. Why not? Because of you, Father. You are both eternal and perfect, and you were created by the human lickspittle Henry Pym." Ergo, an effect can be greater than its cause, and Descartes was correct. Was incorrect. Wrong! Wrong! <laughs> he just beats the crap out of him. He's, you are the effect. I am the cause. Together, we will rid reality of this plague called flesh. Do you understand, slave? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing like a good old father-son relationship with some beatings to fill in the blanks. So, back to the present of the dead, the living, or whatever we want to call them. And they're trying to round everybody up, get him into a building, and suddenly Dr. Druid decides, well, he's going to help out, and he raises a, uh, a, a forest of vines to block them off. And then he decides, no, I'm not helping, I just want some privacy because I need to think, blah, 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 blah. And somebody tells him to uh, shut up, and it's, oh, it's the swordsman. And basically, he's like, you know what? <laughs> I was killed by a stray shot from Kang the Conqueror, and I was incinerated. I'm here now, and I'm going to make the best of this, and I'm going to do what I can to be a hero. And each each of them recounts how they died. Captain Marvel died of cancer. Death Cry was in battle, glorious battle. Dr. Druid says, none of your damn business. Maybe he went like Elvis on the can. Uh, (laughs) 
Yellow Jacket was uh, killed by Iron Man, controlled by Immortus, and the uh, Vision is uh, oddly silent. So anyway, you decide he's going to go and he's going to stand for something, and you know that's why we were summoned here in the first place. And then there's some ominous laughter over their shoulders as they turn and see that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> You see that there's a man up on a hill with fire raging behind him, and he has a scythe in his for a hand, and a, sh- and a long flowing cape and horns, and beside him is another shadowy figure, and he says, You are here because I summoned you here by the power of the Chaos King, to whom I have pledged eternal fealty as my lord and master, because I wanted all the living, all the Avengers living and dead together, so I might annihilate you in one place. At last, at the end of time, the final victory will be the Grim Reapers. And we have a nice... (laughs) (laughs) And we have a nice shot of the Grim Reaper with uh, a lovely Nurka. I think it's Necra, isn't it? Necra? 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 Who cares? She's hot, man. (laughs) She's an albino... I I, I did a little research for this, even though I didn't... Well, I, I... I am familiar with Necra from her early appearances in Shanna the She-Devil and Daredevil. Ah, ah, yeah, Daredevil. That's where, uh, well, I guess we could, since we're on the Nurk, the Necra, 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 Necra. The Necrophilia. The Necrophilia topic. Uh, do you know who, decades ago, Gemma Sinclair was an African-American cleaning lady at Los Alamos National Laboratory. <laughs> While she was pregnant, an exploding lab experiment bombards Gemma with radiation causing her unborn child to mutate. Necra is born an albino with vampiric features. <laughs> and she, she's got the power of hate. Basically, hate makes her invulnerable and uh, super strong. Yep. So, yeah, she's been around. She was, she was teamed with the Mandrill. Oh, yes. That was my first run on Daredevil uh, as a reader was when they had their their first battle which was like issues 108 109 one i think it ended in like 112 i thought it was a really good run at the time Mm. and then i was i was almost disappointed in you know the not too too distant future when they became you know z-list villains yeah i want to i i keep thinking she was might have been in the defenders but i don't think she was I don't recall her being. Maybe involved. I'm getting her confused with like Ruby Tuesday with those other with like the Headmen. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. The Headmen were good in, in the Defenders. Yeah. So that's who Necra is. Necra. Okay, I said it right this time. Now earlier on, I had said the um, the opening. There was six panels, uh, and I did a little research and found that the the first panel that they show is uh, the Swordsman death at the hands of Kang the Conqueror seen in Giant Size Avengers 2 because he was uh, fried by Kang. Now, in that photo, or in that shot, rather, mm-hmm. it looks like Hercules is fighting Kang. I, Wasn't it Thor? I, it, it definitely was not Hercules, but in the picture it looks like it's Hercules. No, that's Rama Tut. Oh, that's who that is. Okay. Yeah. All right, then that's that's. Yeah, fine. that would make sense. That would yeah, make more sense that, if Rama Tut. That's that's accurate. Okay. Yeah, I, I would, it just at a glance, I thought it was Hercules. Hmm. Okay. 
And then, so go ahead. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, the second panel is shows Yellow Jacket's death at the hands of uh, an Amortis controlled Iron Man in Avengers: The Crossing, number one. That He's kind of squinting. <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't think I didn't think Iron Man's armor was capable of squinting, but in that well, picture, it looks I, like. Well, he's... if 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 she's small and she's down on the ground and you're looking up, it was at the right angle. It might look like he's squinting. Yeah. Maybe there was the squinting mask. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there was a special squinting armor. Yeah. To see small things. Yeah. The third panel shows Captain Marvel's death due to cancer from the Marvel graphic novel number one, which was entitled The Death of Captain Marvel. And that's, uh shows uh, – was when they were all gathered around his bed when he passed away. And then he went and fought Thanos in the afterlife for a little bit at, at the end of that uh, that graphic novel. Did you ever read that? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Read it when it was new. I don't know if I read it when it was new, but I did get it probably close to when it was new because I – yeah. It, it wasn't that old and there hadn't really been a lot of graphic novels up to that point when I had got that. Um, I think it, I, I believe it was actually the first. Yes. Yeah, yes, it was. Um, the fourth small panel is actually – is uh, the fourth panel shows Dr. Druid's death at the hands of – Necra. In, is that who that is? Yes. She looks totally different. In, in Druid number four. <laughs> I guess that was the last issue. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably why he doesn't want, you know, er, he doesn't want to say how he got shot. So I'm wondering why she killed him or what happened there. Because I've never read Druid number four. The fifth panel. I've never sh- read any of the Druid. <laughs> The fifth panel shows – well, it's 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 kind of funny that uh, Dr. Druid is here because he's currently – we're going to see him when we get back to Under Siege. Um, it's where he's uh, uh, he's going to be in the first issue coming back. Under the siege. Under the siege, Dr. Druid and me under the siege. The fifth panel shows Death Cry's death at the hands of Captain Universe Gabriel Vargas in Annihilation Conquest Star-Lord number two, which – I think I have actually uh, the issue, but have not read it yet. But I will someday. So I'm not quite sure what was going on there. I mean, I know the annihilation, the annihilation deal was when Annihilus was coming through with hadn't he gotten messed up or mixed in with uh, uh, Ultron? Or was that later? I'm it, that just not sure. I don't. Re- I don't remember Death Cry dying. So, although I did read Annihilus and Annihilus Annihilation and the sequel to Annihilation, but I, I, I couldn't tell you. Annihilation Two, Electric Boogaloo. Yes, that's it. Mm. And then the last panel, uh, which I already kind of gave away, was uh, the final panel shows Vision's death at the hands of an out of control She Hulk, the result of an insane Scarlet Witch. In Avengers 500 with her chaos magic. Bullshit, bullshit. There are magics here. Not like this. No. <laughs> no. Poof. <laughs> I don't want to die. Uh, so, I think we've already talked about the cover. Uh, well, I, I just want to hit on the fact that I don't hate the you cover. You know what? You know, you're right. I am looking at that now. It is I don't really... like the perspective. Yeah, that is... Really, kind of. It's not. Think, pres- it's not right. Yeah, it's off. I think the rend- the renderings of the characters are fine. 
There's right. nothing wrong with them. But they should it's have made Captain Marvel smaller. Captain Marvel should have been his head. The top of his head should have been at about where the Vision's crotch is, and he should have been smaller. And then it would have been in perspective. It just it it would have been sized right. Yeah. Because it just this it just doesn't look right. But he can get his head out of the Vision's crotch. Yeah, yeah. We really don't want to see that. You know, not Creon synthesoid things. That's just not right. Not right at all. This is a family but, but show. I, yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, other than other than the perspective, I think the renderings are fine. Mm-hmm. And the internal art, I like that a lot. I mean, yes. Uh, no real complaints here. Uh, some of the Avengers that are laid out uh, is uh, Bucky Cap with his gun. Miss um, Marvel, I don't know if she was going under Warbird again at this point. I don't remember. Uh, we've got Spider-Woman. Was this prior to... I think this was prior to Secret Invasion, so that would have... Wasn't Spider... No, Elektra was the scroll. Was Spider-Woman a scroll too? Um... can't remember. I, I, I do don't know. Recall. I don't recall. We suck. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um... I like how they uh, they did the uh, when Marvel when Ca- Captain Marvel speaks to the universe he gets the you know the star thing comes over on, right. on space. Yeah, the space I like I like the star field on the top picture but I don't really like it on the main picture of the page because you don't it, his face is just gone and there's two white places where his eyes are and it's all star field I don't I like it more when they just made his mask. Like or like, only his his features in shadow would be the star field, or his mask. And, and the way it's rendered in that second shot, it almost looks like it's an overlay. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like it's actually part of the original artwork. It looks like they came in and did it afterwards, maybe on the computer or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm not real fond of that one. Um. The story flows. I like. I like the flashbacks are done actually in a different color. Mm-hmm. You know that it kind of, it kind of almost a little bit of a sepia tone. Yeah, <laughs> he takes the guy out with a butter knife. <laughs> it's Be- cool because he says, well, he says, if you were a man, I'd take my blade back. Because the guy steals his blade and he's making, he's swinging around. Oh, big man, big sword! You're trying to compensate, and then he turns and says, if you were a man, I'd, I'd take my blade back from you, and then I'd kill you with it. But you're, but you're not a man. You're a I don't know if that's ass, and this and this is the blade I will kill blank with. <laughs> and he holds up a butter knife, a cheese knife, and a guy comes at his with his sword and uh, totally misses, and he gets a cheese knife to the throat, and then he pins him to the table anyway with his sword and walks away. And he's like, "But I'm not dead, you know. I lied." <laughs> <laughs> It's. I don't really remember why these creatures are eating up all the people and removing them from existence. But you know, the Avengers have to have somebody to fight in the issue. But it's. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I, I don't remember this being an overall compelling miniseries, the uh, Chaos War. But I think this is this is not a bad side offshoot from it. Well, I know from this, one of the outcroppings of this is how, I believe, Alpha Flight was returned to the Marvel Universe 
was one of the yeah because after they had been killed by Michael Michael the oh not yeah. Korvac Michael but no yeah the guy that Michael had all who the got powers the, the mutant powers yeah that had absorbed all the mutant powers and landed in Alaska and he wiped them out that was yeah. after House of M yes yes okay so so yeah so we see that um, the big the big bad that's going to be coming up is going to be the Grim Reaper and uh, Necro. Which makes total sense with a death issue. Yeah, well, yeah. Series. Yeah, because, I mean, how many times has he led the Lethal Legion, you know, that when they've uh, had Dead Avengers come back? I think Mm -hmm. prior to this, there was a... It was in the... uh, I was... When they did the renumbering... After it came back, after uh, 500, when they brought it back again? Or no, mm-hmm. may- maybe it was prior to that, in the Perez run. I think there was a... I remember a cover that had the Lethal Legion on it, where it had, a, uh, it had like, Wonder Man, Captain Marvel, uh, Grim Reaper, and I think two others, and they were all... It, they they kind of looked like they were doing the, the queen pose with, you know, just the heads <laughs> on the, you know. Is this the dead life? Is this comic reality? I'm back from the dead. No escape. So. <laughs> How I do you rate this? Stop me before I sing again. Uh, you've turned me around on the cover. Because I see now that it's just wonky. But if you were to shrink that down, it would have a higher gauge. But I'm going to have to bump it down to a C- minus because of the awkwardness of it. Um, the internal art, I think I'm going to go with what we had in the other book. I mean, this is a different style, but it's also, my God, it's also, what, almost 40 years difference? Uh, 77. Yeah. Yeah. 77 to 2010, you know. So 35 years. Yeah, we got 35 years difference. So, you know, you've got the storytelling it's still there's a lot of movement and the story moves along. So I'm 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 going to give the art I'm going to give it a B plus. And the story, I don't really really remember where the rest of this goes. I think I'm going to give the story a C for right now. You know I I don't remember how the other two issues end up. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on the story being a C. Mm-hmm. I'm in agreement with you with the cover being a C minus. Um, s- just the slightest bit off on the internal art because I'm giving it a B as opposed to a B plus. Okay. But overall, I mean, we're very close on it. Yeah. I, l- I like the shot of Vision when in the flashback. It, it gives me a real RoboCop vibe. Oh yeah, yeah. I I guess I could have described that a little bit better. Yeah, he's basically when he's being assembled. And he's, yeah, he's got wires coming out of the back of his head. Uh, he has no lower, uh, he's, he's just a torso and one arm and a head and another unfinished arm with a bunch of just wires and cables stringing from his body. And yet aren't we all? <laughs> this is true. And I believe the Vision's going to be in the new Avengers movie. Yeah, I think he is. I, th- I think Paul Bettany is... Uh... I think there was something on Facebook today that was like has supposedly had a picture posting up coming up uh, upcoming, but I didn't take a look at it. 
And that is three Alvin climbings on the fence because my wife left him in here. <laughs> he jumps up on the screen door and looks into the house. Let me. Come on, let me in. <laughs> going to get you all. I hate you. Don't leave me in here. I want to listen to this podcast over and over. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully next time. Next time on an all new Avengers <laughs> Spotlight. <laughs> what are you gonna you gonna you gonna come up with your own palace of glittering delights? You know, Paul's uh, uh, playhouse of sparkling uh, treats. They do say that imitation is the most sincere form of competition. Hey guys, Robinson. <laughs> Robinson here. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by visiting the Two True Freaks podcast group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is produced in association with the Two True Freaks podcast, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com and is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Take a moment to stop by and support their other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. I was just killing carpenter ants. Huh. Karen and uh, the other guy. John? Mm. <laughs> great now of uh, killer ants after me tonight or something and they'll be singing we've only yeah, just begun to attack dr bill's hair oh man that spray was overpowering it's probably yeah, not of course it's an outside spray and i'm using it inside a small room with a fan oh, blowing i'm feeling a little dizzy <laughs> well well ben comes out it's kind of funny because there was a carpenter ant and he landed right on uh, Ben's touch. How can you tell? Is it wearing like bib overalls? <laughs> it was really skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was choked on some water. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. I said we had a problem this with the call. a problem with the call. I don't know. It's probably my computer. Uh, it's probably, you know, because we are doing bad jokes about Karen Carpenter. No, I'm not. You are. <laughs> I now, was making bad carpentry jokes. Oh, carpentry. Oh, speaking of tree, that's where these ants came from. Remember I told you the tree that I had chopped down that was dead? Mm -hmm. Well, mm. guess why it was dead? <laughs> the guy the guy gr gr grinds a stump in the ground. And he's like, oh, you know, you got some uh, carpenter ants in here. I, I actually have carpenter bees. Which I never heard of. What do they have? Little pencils behind their ear? <laughs> uh, no, they're very skinny. <laughs> <laughs> and the call was no, up they, again. They actually, I you know, I have a porch in my backyard, and did, you have did a porch in your backyard. Wow. Yes, I have. I have a porch. If I pronounce things <laughs> poorly, but uh, they they actually drill into the beams. And they, they create these, like, perfectly round holes that it looks like you actually took a drill and made the hole. And a lot of noise. 
what I do they drill been... with? Do they eat it? Do they like got I a guess they eat it? I mean, do they I have know. a drill on their butt instead of a stinger? You know. Did I lose you again? No, I was just chewing something and I muted myself for a second. Ah. Well, I'll just chew it on. You're you're eating chocolate covered carpenter bees and ants. Trail mix. Nah, these are good. These are uh, Stacy's pita chips, cinnamon sugar. Ooh. Mm. Cinnamon. I'm not even diabetic, and I may go into a diabetic coma while we're doing this. <sighs> Thud. I think the guy, I think when the guy ground up the tree, I think he might have ground up the guinea pig corpse back there. Cool. Because I put him under the tree, and I forgot to tell the guy, hey, watch out, there's a paved stone down there that's uh, the, like the like the tombstone for the guinea pig. Eh, yeah, I didn't hear the uh, grinder hit anything, so. My poor, my poor guinea pig, it was like the Shawshank Redemption for my, for my guinea pig. I, <laughs> I would come in and look at him, and he, when when we first got him, you take him out and you run all over the house and you get free and you chase him, and then, you know, after years of living in the little cage and and the kids wouldn't take him out, I'm like he's institutionalized, <laughs> because you take him out, you set him on the ground, and he moved like no further than the space of that cage, even when he wasn't in it. I'm like, oh my god, he's traumatized. I just yelled at him one day. I said, you guys, let this poor animal live in filth. You're the guys that wanted this animal. You never take care of him. He's he his cage is so disgusting. He's gonna get something. He's gonna die. And next day, my wife calls me. Guinea pig's dead. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like my God, I killed the guinea pig. I'm sorry, Rocky. I think I've told you the story about the uh, when I was watching TV. I think it's an interesting story. No, 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 no. Oh. Well. <laughs> I was flipping through, this is right after we got the guinea pig, and uh, stop me if you've heard this story. So I'm flipping through the channels, and I see a guinea pig. I usually don't see a guinea pig on TV unless it's got Chris Rock's voice to it. So I'm like, oh, hey, kids, come here, look, it's a guinea pig, and this guy's picking out a guinea pig. The kids come in, and just as they get in, the guy's looking, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll take that guinea pig right there. And they reach in and they grab it, and then they cut to a chopping block. Chop! <laughs> Beheading the guinea pig, and the woman puts it on a split and pulls the skin off. Ew. And the kids are sitting there, you know, <gasps> mouth open, eyes wide. I'm sitting there going, aba, 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 aba. And I look up at my wife, and she goes, nice. <laughs> well, what I was watching was um, that guy Andrew Zimmerman or whatever, the Bob Dylan. No, no, not Bob Dylan. The bald-headed guy that does that eats all the weird foods around the world. Well, he was in Peru eating guinea pigs. Can't be much meat on those bones. I don't know. I they, this is a pretty big guinea pig. It's about the size of the that pig thing picture you got there on Skype. Oof. I may have to post that picture at some point because <laughs> people hearing you call me a pig-faced <laughs> and stuff and then they have no idea what you're talking about. Was that a 70s cartoon? Pig-faced f***ing stuff. He's your f <laughs> Can't give a little because he's such a f <laughs> <laughs> If you're leaving that in, you're going to have to bleep a lot. 
Oh well, I need to practice.